Welcome to the favorites. I am Chad Millman of the Action Network, and I am joined today on Wednesday by the bookmaker to the world from New Orleans, all the Boyd Gaming books throughout the country as his empire continues to grow, Mr. Bob Scoochie. My man. What's going on, Chad? Last week, we were face-to-face. We had Kevin on the phone because you knew nothing. And so we just had to conference in Kevin from the Orleans, who gave us every answer we needed. He was pretty good, by the way. And then afterwards, you and I do as, like, Vegas guys do. We went out for dinner. And you ordered a veal chop that was the size of your fucking femur. Like it was so big. It was pretty big. I didn't know it was going to be that big. I just saw a veal chop. How did I know it was going to be a monster veal chop? It was five pounds of veal chop. And you're like a California guy with like, what did you order? Like tuna? I, I ordered the so salmon poke, the salmon poke. <laughs> and, uh, and then I had some, uh, some uh, tuna tartar tacos. Yeah. You ate like a bird. I don't like to eat too much late at night. Like right now I am in uh, San Francisco. I'm recording this from San Francisco from the Action Network's San Francisco offices. Um, and uh, last night I went to dinner and we went to this great old place in North Beach called Original Joe's. And Original Joe's like this great old Italian joint. Scooch, you would love this place. This place belongs in Vegas, right? And yeah. um, I had like the antipasta and I had the calamari and we had the meatballs and I had a scotch and then for dinner I had the veal parm that was like pounded to the size of the plate and smothered in like eight layers of cheese and it was it was downright delicious but I couldn't eat it all and I will tell you it gave me a little bit of a bellyache like in the middle of the night. So I, I love San Francisco and I made the mistake one night I was I was up there with my wife and we ate at a place also near North Beach called Forenzi by Night. So if you're up there, that's a, they have supposedly the best gnocchi in town. And we ate the giant plate of gnocchi, a bottle of wine, some dessert, and me like a genius said, It's only like a half a mile back to our hotel. Let's walk back. Well, it was walking like straight uphill. Ah. A, <laughs> I swear we both stopped at a bus stop just to rest on a bench. <laughs> and it was cold. And, man, that, that, 
But I love San Francisco. Great job. That is awesome. I was in such bad shape this morning just from all that food. Uh, I walked into the restaurant of the hotel, and I, um, they said, would you like to sit down? I go, no, I'm just going to get a bowl of oatmeal to go. And like they were confused. I, and I called. Like, I pulled a total either boss move or convict move because I walked in, decided I didn't even want the oatmeal. I uh, took two pieces of bread, like it was some. Some it was like buffet. Took two pieces of bread, put them in the toaster, took a banana, ate them, and uh, then just walked out. And like they weren't quite sure what is this guy doing. He's coming in. He's not sitting, but he's taking the food. Should we charge him? Does he own the place? Like, are we not charging right. him? Nobody stopped me, and I'm just like, is it this easy to steal? Like, I don't even understand what's <laughs> happening right now. And like. You know, I would have felt bad if I didn't know that I get free breakfast at this place because I'm staying at a Hyatt. I have so many Hyatt points that, like, I am full-on, like, gratis for everything at the Hyatt. And so I wasn't getting charged for breakfast anyways. Otherwise, I would have felt bad. But um, every waiter was like – a waiter came over to me and said, are you being helped? I'm like, I'm good. And he just walked away. And, like, so I was just the dude who stood at the toaster, took the bread, took the banana, and then walked out. That is funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> what do you think of that? I think everyone's just wondering, like, does this guy even stay at the hotel? Did he just seriously? Like, walk I could have just walked in off the coach? street. <laughs> That's exactly what I could have done. Listen, it's the only thing I did right in the past forty-eight hours. Because Scooch on Sunday, I went o five and one. Oh, I. Uh, I, I, it's like I lost my principles. Somehow, some dirtbag who's on this podcast with me that I do the Friday episode with convinced me that the Colts were the right side. So I bet the Colts, even though in my pigskin pick'em contest that I do every week with my buddy Matt Rosenberg, uh, I chose the Jaguars. Like, what the fuck? Why would I do that? Why, so, I, why, I bet the Colts. What made you like the Jaguars? Just felt like, you know, home dog, principle of the home yeah. dog, like yeah. overrated, undervalued, that kind of thing. Um, I then like on Sunday morning, I fired away on the Vikings, the over and the Browns. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. So I'm- that was some losses. I pushed on the Dolphins because I bet that number at four and lost out on the best of the number because that game closed three and a half. Like, it couldn't have been uglier for me. There was no, there was nothing good happening for me. Yeah, there was a lot. I'll tell you, there was a lot of surprises last week. It it was one of our, probably our second best Sunday of the year. We had a, we had a good one, but, uh, it, it was a good week for us. And uh, well, look, you had the Jags. Uh, yeah, that, that was the big one. That the, was the, the big Cardinals, one. Cardinals over the Packers, the fact that they not just covered, but won the game straight up and killed money lines and teasers, that, that was the big one. And the Chiefs didn't cover. That was a, they, they didn't cover. That was good, but... Uh, we gave a bunch back on the late games, though. New England and uh, Seattle, both late. Uh, we split two and two. Uh, we got the cover with the Jets over the Titans, and we got the cover with the Raiders uh, in, in those late games. But the bigger games, 
Uh, everyone had New England. We needed Minnesota, as you did. And we needed San Francisco, and they were never really in it. But uh, And then the Rams, the Rams was a bad game. I really thought Detroit would get the cover there. Yeah, uh, we had some ba- we had some bad games, but overall, just those those two big upsets—the Jags over the Colts and the Cardinals over the Packers—really kind of set the day for us. Oh God! All you can do, Scooch. You know what? All you can do as a better what? someone like me. All you can do is turn the page. Turn the page. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Little Bob Seeger. Banana 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 I don't even know if that's the right tune. I know in my head that's it sounds like it's yeah. the right tune. Yeah, that's the saxophone. Yeah, the saxophone starts yeah. out and then yeah. yeah, turn the page. Bob Seeger. Underrated. Yeah. Underrated. Love him. Very underrated. What do we think of this Thursday night game? The Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to the Tennessee Titans to play on Thursday night football with the Tennessee Titans as four-point favorites. I think too many people are going to give the Jags a lot of credit for the win against the Colts, and then they're going to get a little overconfident and... uh, we still made the Titans a little high. We made the t- Titans four and a half, and I- I'm actually tempted to even go up a little bit higher on this one. I know the Titans look terrible, but uh, I think this is the game they want to get. So I don't know. Uh, the money, the money's kind of right now probably a little heavier on the Titans, but nothing serious from the sharp guys yet. Kind of about a three to one ratio Titans to Jags. Um, Shouldn't be a real high handle game, kind of a. But because it's on Thursday night, we'll still get some, still get some interest. The uh, I like the Titans in this game, and I think that this is a team. You know, they won that Jets game, and that was pretty impressive the way they did that. And so uh, they sort of realized, wait a second, we're losing to the Jets, and then they score. You know, twenty. What is it? Twenty five, twenty six points. Um, they outscored yep. them twenty six to six in uh, after they're down sixteen to nothing. Um, that was the team. They, you know, they just sort of played like they know how to play. And I do agree. Like the Jacks got up for the Colts. They were at home against a team that was red hot. This is a regression to the mean game. If you know what I wait for it. <laughs> wait for it. Yeah, yeah. If you know what I mean. You get it? I do. I, I do. I was waiting for it. I felt yeah. it coming. Yeah, totally. I, totally. I, I agree with you. We're going to stay. We're going to try and stay high on the Titans on this one. Um, and uh, but but I think we'll get pretty good two way. It won't be a lopsided game only because these two teams are still. You know, they they they're not. They don't draw a whole lot of action regardless of who they play. So here's an interesting one: Los Angeles Rams. Are, this is a Tuesday, this is Sunday night game. Los Angeles Rams are three-point favorites over the Chicago Bears at home. Do you even mm. have this game up right now? We do. We got. I mean, uh, we're, we're got it in a circle, meaning kind of half half the normal limits. Uh, but uh, just 
waiting to see if uh, Trubisky's going to play. But uh, we're, we're going to be we're, we're really close to going to three and a half. We're at three minus a, a quarter right now, and we're probably just going to go to three and a half. And uh, I mean, the, just every ticket is just on Rams. Rams. We have almost nothing on the Bears on, on this game. So we're going to go to three and a half. And then if it comes out that uh, um, Trubisky's playing, then we'll probably go back down to three. But uh, uh, I, I just think it's just going to be all Rams money from here on out. So not that big of a difference between Trubisky and Chase Daniel in terms of the point spread. No, no, not no. Not right now. I mean, because uh, I mean Daniel played pretty good, and uh, I, he drove the ball down. I mean, I know it was against the Giants, but uh, he's—it's he, not like he's just coming right off the bench, uh, having not played at all. So uh, there's not going to be too much of a too much of a drop off here. That's not good for Mitch Trubisky's confidence to know that essentially no, Vegas thinks of him as <laughs> no better than Chase Daniel. <laughs> Well, three is a big, I mean, you know, three is a big number. So going from three and a half down to three, maybe even two and a half, it's not like it's not a significant move. It's a pretty big move. Listen, you don't have to explain key numbers to me. All right. I practically, I practically invented the point spread. <laughs> practically. Practically. If I were yeah. 80 years older and living in Vegas at the time and thought about sports betting, I would have been the guy who invented the point spread. You would have. I, I believe that. You're an action guy. I practically invented coverage of sports betting, Scooch. I should be in the Sports Betting Hall of Fame. <laughs> All right. All right. You gotta, we'll wait five years after you retire. That's the criteria. If... If if uh, you had a vote for the Sports Betting Hall of Fame, would I be a first ballot Hall of Famer? Yeah, yeah, I'd put you right in now. There. You do have a vote for the Sports Betting Hall of Fame because you and I are the only ones who get to decide who's. We're the only ones that I'm voting you in, so I guess it's unanimous. See, that's what I'm talking about. I will buy you a veal chop. <laughs> you already did. Yeah. <laughs> For that, I had to convince you to put me in the Sports Betting Hall of Fame. Uh, Carolina, this is a great one. Carolina uh, at Cleveland. Carolina yeah. on the road, one-and-a-half-point favorite, getting 64% of the money and 70% of the action. Talk to I, me, Scooch. I don't want to need the Browns. I actually moved this game to two-and-a-half a couple of hours ago off of no money. Zero. Just went from wow. one to two and a half. Yeah. Yep. And just explain this to go me. Go ahead. And Ex- this this seems surprising the to me. The, the 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 Browns are terrible. That's all you need to know. I, I mean, the Panthers are not great, but we can't over adjust uh, on the last couple of games. Uh, the, the, this line should really be. At least two and a half. I, I absolutely love Carolina here. I know you have to bet the home dogs, and I know uh, Cleveland is getting better, uh, but you know they just—they're still Cleveland, and just when you think they're starting to turn that corner, they just—you know—they lay an egg like like last week. And um, I mean, I know they were playing a good team, but uh, I just do not want to need 
the Browns. If I go down, it's going to be going down by the the, the sharp guys uh, taking Cleveland on this one because I'm not I'm not going down uh, on on Carolina. I want to I want to need I want to need Carolina. You haven't seen enough out of Cleveland to say you know what at home. They're better. Baker Mayfield is allowed to have a hiccup game. Like this is a team that's competitive. You're not feeling that about Cleveland. You're not feeling. You're you're still looking at them as if they are the old Cleveland. I am, and I'm still looking at Carolina as they're not as bad as as everyone's making them out to be now, and they're they're not that bad of a team. They had a hiccup too, and. In this one, I, I I think it's telling that nobody's taken the Browns even at plus two and a half. I went from one to two and a half, a one and a half point line move, and I don't think there's any other two and a halfs around. I could check, but I think we're the highest at two and a half, and nobody's taken the the Browns. Wow, really? I got to tell you, I don't believe in this Panthers team at all. And if this game keeps going up, I would take the Browns. Yeah, I mean you got to have a strong stomach, which you do. But I, I just I don't want to need the Browns here. Don't like. Them. Is there anything statistically that leads you to that, or is it just you don't like the way they look? Like, is this you know you know he's got that? It's the look. eye test. Yeah, no, it's just the eye test, and it's just where the money. I'm I'm booking to money. I'm not handy. I'm not so much handicapping the game. I just I'm I'm feeling what the public is going to feel on this one. And uh, they're, they're just going to come in on on the Panthers. I want to be as high as I can go to where the sharp guys will say, hey, this is the point we think the line should be. So at one, the sharp guys weren't taking Cleveland. At two, they weren't taking Cleveland. At two and a half, they're not taking Cleveland. Maybe they're waiting for three. And if that's the case, then, then two and a half, three is the right number. But you right now are in a right psychological now. battle with betters, daring them. Yeah. 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 I, well, I want to know. I mean, the professional handicappers are, you know, they're very good at what they do. They'll let me know what the right line should be. And I'm, and one isn't the right line. <laughs> I like what you're doing. I like this is, you know what? You once wrote a book called The Odds that was really about the psychological play between bookmakers and professional bettors. And what you're doing yep. here, you're giving a lesson on this. People should go yeah, buy the odds. I'm giving away too much. Yeah, yeah people I'm should buy the odds much. and they should get you to sign it. They've done that mm-hmm. quite a few times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Orleans Saints, eight-point favorites on the road at Tampa Bay. Everything's coming in on, on the Saints. Uh, everything. Everything. Yeah, the public, everything, but now just... Just the opposite of the Browns, at least this game, the Sharp guys are, are taking the Buccaneers. Uh, took a few $8,000, $10,000 bets on the Buccaneers, so uh, we balanced this one pretty well. Most of that money was at plus 8.5, a, a little bit at plus 8, and then uh, the public, like you said, everyone else is going to be on, on the Saints on this one. This is a big number to lay on the road. Uh, we've talked about the Saints all year on uh, laying these big numbers on the road. And, you know, they've been getting there quite a bit with the exception of last week in Dallas. But uh, uh, this is another real big number to lay against a team that can put up a lot of points. So I think the Buccaneers is probably the more value at plus eight here. 
I'm going to stick to my principles this week, and I'm going to pick the Buccaneers. I'm just saying yeah. it. Yeah, 100%. I, I would too. Yeah. Yep. Indianapolis, the hot, used to be hot Colts against the red, smoking hot Houston Texans on the road in Houston, uh, minus four and a half. Mm. Mm. You, you know what? When I put this up, I, I, I was expecting a little. Yeah, I, this number's too low. <laughs> I like the Texans here too. Uh, you do. I was waiting. I, I was wait. I was waiting for the uh, the sharp guys to weigh in, and they haven't yet. So it's just all public money on the Texans. I'm actually going to go. I'm going to go to five right now. <laughs> I just went to five. But I can see this number creeping up. I think, uh, I mean, the, this is probably the biggest um, ratio of bets from one team to the other. There's about an 11 to 1 clip with us. I don't know what you're, you're showing on your, your handy dandy app, but. Uh, hey, you recognized our app. That's so nice. <laughs> well, I was sitting in the studio and I got to see firsthand. That's right. That's right. We're at about uh, yeah. 70% on Houston. Yeah. 70% of the is, tickets. This is the most lopsided game on the board. So it uh, doesn't hurt to be on the high side on this one. So I could see this number creeping up five and a half. At six, I, I could see the wise guys taking the Colts plus six. Um, but uh, right now they're, they're, not, they're not touching it. I like where you're going with this game. I might have to bet the Texans. Yeah. New York Giants, three and a half over the Redskins. I mean, what do you do with this game? Do you even have this game yeah. up right now? We have it up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I know the, the Redskins are uh, uh, trying to get another fourth string, fifth string quarterback. You know, they're down to down to Mark Sanchez now. Uh, I, the, the good thing for us is that nobody has confidence in the, in the Giants either. So uh, it's not like we're going to get, uh, you know, buried on public money on this one. We hardly have any bets at all. We opened at three and a half. We went to four actually just on, just on no money. Um, and I could probably go up a little bit higher, but I'm not going to yet. I just want to wait it out and see, uh, see if the wise guys weigh in on this one, but there's not going to be much action on the, on this one. The kind of the public doesn't, They've been off the Giants for a while, and uh, now that the Redskins don't have a quarterback, they're not going to really—they're uh, not really going to want to touch this game. This next game, I, I agree. I want to move on from this game. The next game, the Ravens at the Chiefs. This line has moved a massive amount. It opened at nine. Now it's down to six and a half. Yeah. Give me some insight here. Like this can't be Kareem Hunt. No, no. Um, so. Yeah, we took a ton of money on this one. We probably took more money on this one, uh, pretty even with another game that we'll get to. But uh, we probably took more money on this one than than any other game on the board. Um, we we knew we'd be a little high just to offset some of the parlay money, but I didn't expect it uh, to go down uh, down to six and a half. We're still sitting at seven, by the way, um, and I've taken a little mi- little money at plus seven, but not enough to get me off of that number. Since we opened it up so high, I don't want to really cross over into six and a half because I do think it'll come back up. I think I think the uh, I think the public money will drive it up. But I, I could see the wise guys 
seeing a little bit of value in the plus eight and a half, plus seven and a half. Um, it, it, it's a big number for a team that has has a good defense. So that that's what they're seeing in this. Um, and, and Baltimore can put up points. So um, I, I understand the move, but not not down to six and a half. No, too much. Too much. Yep. Too much, Bob Scucci. Uh, Green Bay, coachless, well, McCarthyless at least, five and a half point favorites at home against the Atlanta Falcons. I got to tell you, the uh, the Packers play anybody else this week, and that number's not moving up because it opened at four. But they happen to be playing a team that stinks that um, nobody has has any faith in, and maybe they'll think like Aaron Rodgers is feeling unleashed from you know uh the yeah. chains of mccarthy did yeah. you open it four and move this up or what happened no we opened it we opened it at six and the first bets out of the gate was the falcons at plus the six uh but not quite enough to move it to five and a half and then since then we haven't really taken too much uh the ticket counts slightly higher on the packers but but not by much it'll be interesting to see how they react you know every team reacts differently when they uh you know let go of key coaching staff members and especially mid mid season i think in this case it's probably a boost to to the morale to most of the skilled players i think uh so i i think they'll show show a pretty good performance in this one and like you said the fact that it's the falcons um the packers are going to draw a lot of money from the from the public but i do think the sharp guys like the Falcons plus at least plus six. Do you think that Josh Allen is the most intriguing and mystifying player in professional football right now? The Bills are three and a half point <laughs> favorites at home against the Jets. And this guy, he keeps the Bills in games. He's clearly a horrible quarterback, and yet he is keeping <laughs> the Bills alive. He's like the Tim Tebow of 2018. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's funny to see those guys. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah, I agree with you that it's very intriguing to see certain guys with just the style of play. It's like almost the defenses really don't know what to do with them. Sometimes you're so unorthodox that it's hard to get a game plan to really contain. So in, in that sense, you have horrible games and you have great games. Uh, I, I think in the long term, you probably have more bad games than good ones, but in this case, I think these teams are very evenly matched. I don't. I, I think we'll definitely get more money on on the Bills just because they're uh, they're the favorites. They're at home, and uh, um, but but I think I, I don't think the line will move too much. I think the sharp guys will probably take more at plus three and a half, and public will lay the three and a half. But I, I don't think we'll see much movement on the game. Hmm. Do you like? The I don't side think I'll bet this, this game. No, I don't, because like. Who can who can trust the Jets? And while the Bills have really outperformed at home, I'm just not going to put money on Josh Allen. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, you've got not, like, yeah. this next game. It's like you guys always do this. You always do this. It's like you make the other side of a Vikings of a of a Patriots game so enticing. Are you kidding yep. me that you're giving me seven and a half points? To, yep. You're giving the Dolphins seven and a half points? Like, they're playing well, man. And Ryan Tannehill is playing great as a starter. Not great, but like, 
keeping his team in it. The Dolphins tend to play the Patriots tough. You're giving me a hook. Like, I don't know, brother. I, I agree know. with you. I, we, we, we put up these numbers every time to try and draw money on the other side of the Patriots. And we say that the number is inflated and you have to bet the dog. And yet the Patriots just keep covering and covering. And uh, we, this is this, when I talked earlier about the game that has the most money on it. And I said, the Ravens uh, have, have the most money of any other team. It's really close between them and the dolphins because I, this was the other game I was referring to. We've taken a ton on the dolphins from the sharp guys only, uh, at uh, plus eight, plus seven and a half. Uh, we're still at seven and a half, and we're taking a lot of money at plus seven and a half. Uh, and this will just offset all that parlay money that's going to be coming in on the Patriots. We're already seeing about a three to one, four to one ratio of Patriots tickets to Dolphins tickets. Um, but, you know, this will be a game that uh, uh, comes Sunday. We're still going to need the Dolphins, even though we're taking so much money on them. I wish. Um... This is a game, along with I've already picked out my games here. Like, allegedly, I'm gonna bet Tampa. Allegedly, I'm gonna bet Miami. Allegedly, I'm gonna bet Tennessee. Your attention, please. Chad is making a bet. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. 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 Do we think the Denver Broncos are good enough to be five-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at San Francisco? Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, I, you know, you, you have to take a lot of those home dogs, especially getting more than a, a, a field goal. But and when you get teams like the, the, the Raiders and the Cardinals and the Niners, I mean, the Cardinals came up big for us last week. I don't know how many more games we could expect out of some of these bad teams. But this is another game that I would liken to that uh, Carolina-Cleveland Browns game where it, it's hard to need the Niners. I, I, I think the wise guys will take the points in this one. Yeah, it's a lot of points. Uh, the public is all over the Broncos in this one. So I could see, I could see this line going up to six. I'm not going to bet it. Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, I would probably bet the Niners before I bet the Browns, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like it. That is stupid. That is stupid. <laughs> the Browns are a better team. They are a better team in every single way. There's nothing. There is just nothing good about the Niners right now. Like I like their coach. They're snake bit the last two years. They're just not mm-hmm. a good team. It was like you're telling me Baker Mayfield and that defense do not have a shot against the Panthers, I am going to bet that fucking game. This is my week to come back with confidence. (laughs) All right. I like it. Another one that I'm going to bet. I am hitting so many games this week. I am betting the Los Angeles Chargers as two touchdown favorites against the Bengals. This Bengals team is hot, dumpster fire, train wreck, lost, can't get out of their own way. The Chargers are on a roll. I think they had that one hiccup against the Broncos where I happen to bet them as touchdown favorites at home. Give me the Chargers. You're going to lay that big number? I may. Wow. You know, it's 14 and a half with us. You're laying a bad number with us. 
Well, then I'm not going to do it with you. <laughs> For this show, you got to take our number. Well, I don't like it as much. 14 and a half. I don't like it at 14 and a half. So the sharp guys, I got to tell you, they are all over the plus 14 and a half. They're idiots. Uh, yeah, we it, are. By the way, who decided they were sharp? <laughs> they lose too. Just, you know, yeah. they just win more than they lose. Doesn't mean that they never lose. It's my point. Yeah, but we've taken some pretty sizable bets on, on the Bengals. It's probably the fourth biggest game. So uh, they like the 14 and a half. I don't know if they like 14. I, I haven't gone there yet, but uh, that's a big number. That is a huge number, but I can't believe like they're, you're getting a lot of action on that. That seems astonishing to me. Um, you know, it's only really seven bets but they were pretty sizable bets. Well, that changes things a little bit. Yeah. Okay? That really does. Yeah. It changes things for me a lot. Um, it's not like it's, it's not like it's, you know, 25 no, bets. They're not, yeah, no, no, they're just not, they're not like betting hand over fist. It's just a few professional bettors that uh, see some value at the plus 14 and a half, you know? Maybe Millman sees value at the minus 14. Obviously you do. They call him the Millie Monster. <laughs> the what? The Millie Monster. They also yeah, call him... Yeah, not going to cut it. <laughs> what does that mean? It's not going to cut it. That doesn't fly. That's not how we play chess? What does that mean? <laughs> Means I don't get it. Millie monster, like Millman, but I'm a monster, yet I'm cute and cuddly. So I'm the Millie monster. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, last night, I, you know, I'm in San Francisco and like we were at this dinner and then I got back to the hotel. By the time you get back to the hotel, I like, I left my house yesterday at four o'clock in the morning. So I get back to my hotel. It's like midnight after, it's almost one o'clock in the morning. East Coast time. I turn on the TV for a few minutes. I just need to veg. And I turn on Seinfeld on TBS or whatever. And it's one of the episodes where George is trying to convince everybody that his new nickname should be T-Bone. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. <laughs> and, like, he spends the whole show, like, some other guy, like, gets the nickname T-Bone at his office, like, by accident. And I feel like I'm trying to convince you that Millie Monster is the right nickname for me. How about Little Monster? not going to fly. Middle monster. Call me middle monster from now on because I know how to middle things. All right. I'll call you M squared for middle monster. Now I think you're making a pun and sort of <laughs> making fun of me and in a deep, dark way saying I'm square. <laughs> That's exactly it. Maybe I should call you squarechy. You couldn't even come up with anything. <laughs> Me? What do you think of that, Robert? <laughs> yeah. Huh? Call me Robert. <laughs> Robert Squarechi and M Squared. Okay. That's a podcast. Right. That We can name it that. The Squarechi and M Squared podcast. That'll get a lot of listeners. <laughs> Sounds like SpongeBob SquarePants shit. You just swore. You never swear. Yeah, you got me going. You're so mad about my nickname, like you're angry about yeah. it? Yeah, it's 
ridiculous. You're ridiculous. Your face is ridiculous. <laughs> Detroit minus two and a half on the road at Arizona. Oh, nobody cares about this one. Pass Absolutely it. nobody. Corner TV, moving on. Yep. Pittsburgh, 11 points on the road at Oakland. Now, you have to take the Raiders. <laughs> Double-digit dog at home. Uh, I, I think we'll get some pretty good surprising two-way action on this one. And the fact that uh, the Steelers uh, came up short against the Chargers when everybody was trying to get out on the, the late game Sunday night, they got burned by the Steelers. So now... To lay double digits on the road, even against a really, really bad team, at least it'll slow the public down just a little bit, just enough so that this you know, won't be the, the monster game that it normally would have been. Uh, so that, that kind of saved us a little bit. Uh, but, but at 11, I think the Sharp guys will come in on it, and I think this number comes down a little bit. I'm going to hit Oakland. Yeah. I'm going to hit him with the Hein. <laughs> I mean, Oakland's playing back-to-back uh, games where they're getting double digits at home. Um, they put up a pretty good fight against Kansas City, so there's uh, nothing, uh, you know, it's not unheard of that they keep this game real close. The Millie Monster is going to come in hot. On... Um, the Raiders? Yeah. Maybe. I like it. Don't mock the Millie Monster. No, Dallas I Cowboys. I like all of a sudden, we got a game in the NFC East. We got a game yeah. that has serious implications. A Sunday afternoon game. Woo! It's going to be exciting. This feels like yeah. a Joe Buck. Yeah, this is going to be a Joe Buck Troy Aikman game right here. It's going to feel mm-hmm. like, you know, for this generation, like Summerall and Madden did for you and me. Tell me about the <laughs> Cowboys as three-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Philadelphia Eagles with first place on the line in the NFC Beast. Yeah. Well, I mean, both teams just kind of – their ups and downs this year just makes this game so much more intriguing because at at one point in the year you you wrote off both teams you know early on people were writing off the cowboys and later on they were writing off the eagles and now both teams are just kind of uh, uh set for a dogfight here so this is what you would expect from a from an eagles cowboys game i think three and a half is probably the right number although they'll we'll get buried on cowboys money here i think the sharp guys will come in on the eagles uh, but I don't think we'll see much movement on the game. At, I mean, we'll see a few fours pop up on the Cowboys, largely from money. And I think the Sharps will kind of keep us in line and keep knocking that line back down to three and a half. What would you do? I'd tend Cowboys right now, only because they're 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 playing a little bit better. Um, I mean, the Eagles really. I, I, they're str- they have a really tough schedule this year, obviously coming off of the, the, the Super Bowl win, but uh, they're not they're not quite the same team, and they're, they're still trying to find their way. And they have their moments of brilliance, but there's more downsides than upsides. I, I tend to go Cowboys here. I do too. And they showed their medal with the, uh, the Saints for sure. Listen. 
M squared probably thinks it's going to be the Eagles, but I think the Millie Monster is all in on the Cowboys. How are you going to wow. read that, Scooch? You're the bookmaker. You got to know what the sharp guys are doing. You got two very sharp guys coming at you from opposite sides of this game. Yeah, you just you just went schizophrenia on me. You're like you're on both half of you's on one side and half on the other. If you and I did an album together and we were like a '70s rock band, or we were recreating Spinal Tap, we would call the album Schizophrenia. <laughs> I like it. How great would that be if we went on the road? That'd be great. Yeah, a band. you and me, you and me, buddy, on the road. I'm lead singer. I'm just saying right now. I'm already in a band. Band of what? Thieves? <laughs> Stealing no, money from little... unsuspecting betters? No, I got my little band. We play like on Wednesday nights, you know, we get together. Hold on. <laughs> Scooch. What? I've known you for 20 fucking years. Yep. We've never, you're, we've never, t I was at your wedding. We've yeah. never talked about you being in a band. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait. This did come up at your wedding. There was a speech about this at your wedding. Yes, there was. There was. Tell our listeners about your <laughs> musicianship. I, I've never taken a lesson. I just, I, I I went and bought a guitar about 10 years ago, just kind of learned how to play some chords, got together with a couple guys that have taken some lessons, and we just get together and we, we play songs every week. And sometimes we write original stuff, and uh, we, sometimes we post it on, on YouTube, sometimes we no. don't. No! You want me to tell you the name of the band? <laughs> What right, do you let think? Me first, let, me, let me preface this by saying that we goof on ourselves, which means we don't take ourselves serious. So it was meant to be kind of tongue-in-cheek. We, we are the Scootles. S-K-O-O-T-L-E-S. What is that? This is like a separate podcast, Scooch. <laughs> I know. I know. What does the Scootles mean? Well, because we're all Beatles fans, and we play a lot of Beatles cover stuff. And two of us in the bands are, are Scoochies, so we just kind of merged the Scoochies with the Beatles and came up with Scootles. Why did you call and yourselves sounds, the, the Squirtles? <laughs> or the M Squirtles. Who sings in this band? I do. Sean! <laughs> oh no! Oh no, this isn't happening. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Ford, are you listening to this? What are we going to do about this? All right. Everyone go on YouTube and look for the Scootles. With Bob Scucci as your lead singer and lead guitar. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
Now, hey, just remember, I didn't. I never took any lessons, so it, and it's meant to be kind of a kind of a goof. But I, I did write a couple of what I thought were pretty good songs, and I and we produced them ourselves too. So forty. I feel like we need to have some lead-in music for next week. On that's what I was thinking. Scoodles. I think the scooch music needs to change. Oh no! <laughs> you walked into this, this one, buddy. You walked uh, right into yeah, I this did. one. I kept it a secret for years. I bring it out in people. You did. You mentioned the band. Uh, you got me. Your hubris got the best of you because I'm like, hey, we should get together in a band, and I'm thinking like, you're in a mullet wig, and you know, I'm you know probably in like a sweater vest and you know a pair of pumas, and we get out there and we jam, and you're already doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you playing in a bar? Where are you playing? Now we play in a couple places. <laughs> You're not going to say. I'm not going to say. We're going to find out. The Scoodles. Featuring Robert Scoochie. Scooch, Seattle minus three and a half on the road. Boy, these poor Vikings. On the, at home, I mean, against the Vikings. Tough yep. one. Two, well, two teams in opposite directions here. And, and the Vikings are just... Uh, kind of on the skids down and and people are absolutely loving the Seahawks right now. They're one of the most popular teams uh for our betters to bet. So we were we opened 3 on this. We're already up to 3 and a half and the money's coming in heavy even at plus, even at minus 3 and a half. So I wouldn't be surprised to see this game uh close at 4. I mean it's the Monday night game. Uh, I, I see it all going one way. I don't see the sharp guys taking enough of the three and a half to make this come down. So th- this line just keeps going up. Uh, here's my impression of Bob Scucci, lead singer of the Scoodles, as we transition into Scooch Roulette. So people are going to get two lead-in musics here, okay? Lead-in songs. Um, Here we go. There are places I remember Like the stardust on the Vegas Strip It gave me so much pleasure To take their money and write the book The Odds that was pretty good to take a nice Beatles song, one of my favorite, by the way, and actually improvise and make some lyrics. That was I, I'm impressed. Well I'm done. not surprised that you love that song because you are deep down you are sentimental, and that is like it's a beautiful song. In but my that is life, the kind of that's song. The name of it. In my life, yeah. I can imagine like you listen to that song, you get weepy, you think about things in your life, you think about the passage of time. Uh, oh my God! You're gonna go practice that song tonight with Jen in the courtyard. You're gonna serenade I play her. That one already. No, I, I I play that. That's on our cover list. That's a, that's a, that's an every Wednesday nighter. Ford, get me the fucking tapes, man. We need a Scoodles <laughs> concert. How funny! Let's play some Scooch Roulette. 
Scooch, we both lost last week. I had the Vikings plus five and a half. You had the Lions plus ten. Neither of our wise guy plays came through. Because of that, and because you have made yourself vulnerable and opened yourself up to us and all of our fans, please go first. Uh, I would take the Raiders plus the 11. Yeah, I like that one too. Yeah, Taking I really Tennessee do. Titans plus four. I mean, minus four. I do like the Panthers too, but not at minus two and a half. Maybe. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I'll take a little side action with you on the Panthers and the Browns. I'll take the Browns in that game. Uh, uh, okay. Browns win that game. Browns win that game. (laughs) Browns win that game. And on the next episode, you have to do a live, live verse, line, something from your set as a member of the Scoodles. Okay. All right. I think you want to be discovered on this podcast. I think you need to be discovered on this podcast. <laughs> no, absolutely You can't not. handle <laughs> something. <laughs> yep. Listen, everybody, that's our show for today. Thank you for listening to The Favorites. From the Action Network, I am Chad Millman. He is Bob Scucci. We have podcasts every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Join us on Friday when Blackjack Fletcher and I try to kill each other. Coming up with five picks to win $1.4 million. No joke. Like, we were so mad at each other last Friday that our producer, Matt Ford, had to clear the room and calm us down when it was over. We were at each other's throats. Listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, radio.com, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next time, thank you.